Welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm Brooke Murata, bringing you one-on-one interviews to challenge, to inspire, and to encourage. Up next is NFL Hall of Famer Ronnie Lott. He was known as a heavy hitter in the NFL and one of the most tenacious defensive players the league has ever seen. He was a cornerback, free safety, and strong safety in the NFL for a span of 14 seasons. In 2000, Lott was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Lott played for the University of Southern California, where he was roommates with our good friend Marcus Allen. He is more than the sum of his success in the league. Ronnie Lott is a deep thinker, lover of people, and disciplined in character. He inspires us to gain respect from those around us and to work hard. Sit back, relax, and get your pens ready, because this is Write It Down. All right. Well, welcome to the Write It Down podcast with the 1513 Network. I'm on the line with Ronnie Lott. Um, Ronnie, how's it going today? It's going great. It's going, you know, as good as it can go. As good as it can go. It's three o'clock where you're at, right? Yes, it is. I was so confused. So at six o'clock where we're at, it's like super dark in the studio right now. So it's funny because I had to like Google what Pacific time was because I didn't remember <laughs> what time zone you were in. So I'm glad we I'm glad we could, could, could connect. Um, I want to start off by saying our mutual friend, Marcus Allen. What comes to mind when I say hamburger helper? Um, first of all, what comes to mind is that only he knows that. And the reason that he only knows that is that when you have roommates like Marcus, you start to realize that um, they are not only, you know, great friends, uh, a lot like your you know brother, but also um, you start to have a commonality around things that you like to eat. And um, I happened to be a, a chef at that time in college. And uh, I was the guy who would, you know, fix up the various ways of, of, of hamburger helper. And, and, um, you know, I'd have it Mexican style. I would have it an Italian style. I would have Korean style. And so I was pretty good at, you know, adding the spices to the, um, the various ways of, uh, making hamburger helper, but, uh, it was an ingredient. It was an, an incredible opportunity for me to learn how to cook and, and more importantly, to, to, to take care of my guys. That is awesome. So Marcus Allen was your roommate at USC. Um, so can you describe that time in life? I mean, you at this point, I mean, you're Marcus Allen and Ronnie Lott, but you're not Marcus Allen and Ronnie Lott. Like you guys are college boys going to school, going to classes, making education priority, but working hard on the football field. What was that time of life like for you? Well, that time of life um, was a moment in our lives where we are trying to figure out a lot of things and you're trying to figure out how to compete in school. You're trying to figure out how to compete um, on the football field and you're trying to figure out how to, you know, find a way to get better and find a way to mature. And I think all of those aspects of life are right there in front of you. And um, you're finding a way to, um, you know, in the, in the summer, you having summer jobs, uh, you're finding a way a lot, to do a lot of different things. And, um, uh, with, with that, you learn also how, uh, people are. Mm-hmm. And in, in our case, we had some very, you know, interesting moments just because of one, you're, you know, in an academic environment where you're constantly trying to understand and then more importantly, you have to then learn how to compete in that environment. And so 
um, there were a lot of things that I think we all, you know, learned at the same time, you know, you know, going there and, and, and being able to complete and get my degree and, and to walk out of there, um, knowing that I was able to finish, um, my schooling and, and, um, um, knowing that, you know, that was something that was very, um, I was very excited about because of my family and, and, um, you know, obviously trying to, you know, emulate my mom and dad. And so there were just a lot of things that were really great about it at the same time. But with Marcus, we had a wonderful time. And, and what I mean by a wonderful time is that not only did we experience hamburger helper, but <laughs> Marcus was also one of those guys that he, 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 he constantly tested, you know, your metal and he tested your metal because, uh, in life, you find yourself realizing that some some people can one up you and some people can give you know do something better than you and i think the the great thing about being around marcus and 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 the guys that we were around is that you found yourself knowing that you 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 needed to get better and you wanted to get better and and you wanted to make him get better and he wanted to make me get better and and um i think that that value of having that kind of relationship um, made all of us better. And I think it made all of us understand why you, the University of Southern California is an incredible university and an incredible um, experience. Right. And, and it sounds to me like you had a good, it wasn't just you and Marcus, you guys had a good group um, with you guys that spurred you on to complete the goal and to, and to, and to finish strong. You also mentioned summer jobs did you have a one particular summer job that stands out to you well for me i had a couple of different summer jobs one of the summer jobs i had i was working at a um uh, a housing development and uh, that was interesting because i had never you know worked at a housing development and that means that you had to go around and check the various homes and and and, and expect some of the homes and you know, play your role in, in helping the, the foreman and trying to understand some of the responsibilities that he had and 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 doing the things that you needed to do to to uh, um, complement him. And then the other job I had was, you know, banding steel. And I had never banded steel, but um, I learned that, you know, you have a team and you have people that you work with and groups and um you know, learning how to do that at Jerkinson still was a very, you know, tough job, uh, but I enjoyed it. I learned a lot from the people I work with and I learned how to work. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one of the great things about working is that you get the work experience of, of working all day and, and completing a day and understanding what that's, you know, what that feels like. And so, you know, with all of those type of situations, you walk away knowing that, okay, I'm better because I know that I can work a full day. I'm better because I can work with people and uh, I'm better because I know how to, I'm learning how to get along with different people that I've never had a chance to uh, work with. Right. In your head in in college with a summer job and, and chasing a degree, but also working hard on the football field, 
Did you ever like in your head have those three as your options or was football like what your dedication was like? It's either football in the NFL or nothing else. Oh, no. Uh, clearly for me at that time, it was definitely football and getting my degree. And the reason why um, it was important for me to get that just because it, it was significant to my family and significant to my mom and dad. And then the other piece of that is that, um, you know, life is about finishing, you know, things that you can that are in front of you. And uh, I felt like I was able to do that. I went to summer school, um, you know, for two summers just because I knew that it would help me and accelerate me through the process. So I was able to, you know, take on, you know, more units uh, and going to school in the evening, which was, you know, perfect. And so, again, you know, one of the great things is when you think about exhausting life, mm. you know, find your opportunities to do things when other people don't believe that you can do those things. And and so I was willing to go to summer school in the evenings and, and uh, it paid off. Yeah. I mean, and we all, you know, we all know you and see you as somebody that played in the NFL for 14 seasons for, you know, four times Super Bowl champion. Like we see that Ronnie lot, but you, you know, the you know, the summer job, Ronnie lot, you know, the, you know, Marcus Allen roommate, Ronnie lot. So was there ever a point in time where you felt like you were failing because we see your success, but was there times in your, in your brain space where you're like, I am not succeeding in this. Is there a moment you can think of? Oh yeah. There are always moments because, mm. you know, the moment of actually, you know, competing as a freshman and trying to figure it all out, competing and actually trying to play on the field and, 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 and trying to, uh, um, you know, understand the speed of the game. And so you're always, you know, calculating, you're always redirecting, you're always trying to find a way to make sure that you're uh, ahead and not behind. And so um, you do that, you know, in the classroom, you do that when you're taking your tests, you do that when you're, mm-hmm. you know, preparing for, you know, all the things that we have to prepare for. Uh, a lot of it is due to the fact that you just have to be ready to understand what can happen. And, and, and that's, you know, 90% of life is being prepared for the moment. And, um, you know, luckily, um, you know, my dad growing up, I had to be prepared to make sure his uniform looked great when he was in the service. So, you know, he looked prepared. I wanted to make sure that I, that I participated in that preparation. And and so, yeah, those things are things that you, you learn and, and things that you try to apply to, you know, to life today. And, and, and that's, you know, knowing that you got certain responsibilities that you got to take care of. Right. And so growing up, were you um, close to your dad and mom? Yeah. No, I was close to my family because um, that's in the military, in a military family, you're moving around every four years. So you only have your family the majority of the time. And when you move, you're, you know, leaning on them, they're leaning on you. And, and so it's a, you know, it's okay. Let's pick up. We got to go to a new community, and 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 that's kind of the the essence of, of of learning how to you know support each other and help each other. Yeah, was that hard for you as a kid moving around a lot, like to make friends and to feel a home? 
No, that's the, that to me. I think that was the reason that I enjoyed it. It's like going out playing mm-hmm. pickup fo- football. You have to learn how to make new friends. You have to learn how to get along. You have to learn how to deal with people. Um, you know, I'm still doing that. I'm st- I mean, I'm learning people every day and learning customers, learning new um, thoughts around how people live today, how they socialize on social social media. So, I mean, this this you're constantly you know, when it comes to being involved with, with people, you're constantly evolving and constantly learning and constantly trying to figure out how to stay ahead. Yeah. So how, how do you deal with difficult people? Because you're pretty, I mean, you're pretty involved in a lot of different things or you have been throughout your life. So when there's, there's always a difficult person or maybe a difficult group of people, how do you deal with adversity? Yeah, that's a tough one. And the reason it's tough is that in sports, you know, a lot of times you can you know, manage those moments by uh, the things that you're doing on the field. You, you know, you try to take advantage of the moment or try to take advantage of the situation. In, in life, it's, it's harder to, you know, put yourself in a, in a position to, you know, maneuver to find ways that when you do have a compromising position or you do have situations that don't go the right way, it's harder. And and what you find yourself doing, which I didn't realize, is that you find yourself either debating or arguing or trying to find ways to figure it, figure it out. And what I think is really interesting to me, and I just found this out this past week, is that um, there the reason that arguments existed is that that's how you debate it. And, and, yeah. and if you go back to Aristotle and those moments, a lot of that was, you know, you know, predicated on the fact that it was it was an art and, and, and there were reasons why. And, and my point is that a lot of times, like I've learned, is that, you know, sometimes you think that somebody doesn't like you because they don't like you. And, and it's, it's, it's probably true. And yet you still have to find ways to to work with them. You have to find ways to to uh, to deal with them and. That, to me, um, you know, learning how to play with somebody that imagine playing with somebody that doesn't necessarily uh, respect your values, who cares um, not only about some of the things that you don't like. And so they're 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 definitely players and people that you've played with that have all of those characteristics. And, And the reason why is that. That's just life, you know, and so you still have to find a way to, you know, make a play with them. You still have to find a way to get along with them. You still have to find a way to to uh, figure it out. And, and and my point is that, you know, whether it's professional football or whether it's peewee football, mm. when you're in that huddle, there are a lot of, you know, differences. And and yet you have to have the commonality of, you know, trying to figure it out and, and play together. Yeah, that com- that common goal. Um, which like you said, it's the true, it's true for anything, not just football, but in your workplace, like you have to have a common goal, you have to overcome. And I think we're seeing that a lot in culture nowadays of where people don't want, they don't want adversity. They'd rather just like kind of peel back and and isolate themselves. Um, but I feel like your life is pretty living testament that you can't do that. You got, you, you got to keep moving forward and, and working alongside of people for a common goal. Because what I yeah. see threaded throughout your story is you're a hard worker. 
And yeah, I think I think what's re- you know what's interesting that you just said there. I think it's really amazing to me. Um, I find that when I live in where I lived and how I've you know been able to be in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. I'm amazed at how many people come here from all over the world, and they're and they're not and they're not afraid. Wow. And 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 what I always find that's really amazing to me is not only are, are they not afraid, but they they are so uh, they're so they're so interested in trying to find ways to figure it out yeah and 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 what i always find that's really fascinating to me is that you know what inspired them to feel the way that they feel that it will work out and that everything will be you know that they will have success and that they can manufacture opportunities and 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 when you talk to you know which I try to do, and that is to try to understand and talk to people who didn't have anything and didn't, they came from nothing and they tell you about the stories and they tell you about what they, how they lived. And, and you go, and then you start to realize that their purpose was not Mm. around looking for excuses. Their purpose is around trying to find opportunities Yeah, and their purpose is trying to figure out how they can fit into the opportunity and I always I always think that that's a really interesting you know uh, emotion and exercise that so many people come to this country from everywhere yeah and and they find opportunities to prevail and they find opportunities to exist and they find opportunities to you know to fit into if to fit into the the, the world of, op, of and I call it the world of of opportunity, the world of of what you know gold miners did you know many years ago. A lot right. of um, Americans that lived here they migrated out here and they took a shot, they took a chance, and they figured out that, that hey, look, we can we can we can make you know we can make this world a lot better and, and change it, and and that's that that spirit has been a part of California for a long time. That's yeah. And that's, that's really unique. I think to California, I mean, people go out there to chase their dream all the time, you know, whether it's Northern or Southern California, I got to ask you, what do you think your purpose in life is? My purpose in life is pretty simple. One is to try to get respect every day. And then the other side of that is, you know, play as hard as you can exhaust life give all you can because you know when you when it's all said and done that's all you're playing for is to get respect from people and to give your best mm. and um you know hopefully one day somebody's gonna say oh man that 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 guy was he did this and some people are gonna go you know that guy I man i really didn't even care for him because and i and i and i see it now with sports fans oh I mean, i'm a cowboy fan and and, and my point is, you're not going to please everybody, but mm-hmm. did you did did you, in your mind, do the best that you can do? And and sometimes I've learned that you know you might only have two friends in your life, you know, and 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 the reason why that that's that's all life's going to give you. And so, you know, I learned that from a coach and. And uh, I still talk to that coach, and I learned that when I was at USC. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I think it's pretty evident in in the way that you you played on the field that you you did have respect from people. I mean, maybe a little bit of fear, to be honest, on the opposing team. But I definitely think that you you gained um, respect. Um, what is it like? like hearing you were like the heaviest hitter, you know, in the NFL, like, did you view yourself as that? Cause I watched some of your highlights and I'm like, I would be flatline dead if I would have gotten hit by you. Um, <laughs> you know what? Though? I think one of the great things in sports is that, um, and I know this, everybody looks for those kind of moments in life where you're trying to express your, your, your purpose mm-hmm. of doing what you want to do. And, and, and we see it, with our current president, we see it in a lot of different examples where people express their purpose and they try to express it in a way where, um, you know, they they do it their way. And I think when I tried to play, I wanted to try to do it my way. But now I have many examples of people that I, I admired that I enjoyed watching. And and those people had, you know, incredible gifts and incredible talent and, and and Marcus happened to be you know one of those guys that you could see how hard he would play and you would see what he would give up and you would see some of the things that he went through to play the game of football and I remember it, he played fullback and I remember coming you know to the house and and when I was fixing a hamburger helper <laughs> I should have been putting I should have been putting ice on his back you know and the reason I should have been putting ice on his back they built you know they beat him up because he was a you know, he was the lead blocker. And my point to you is that, you know, the character that he showed and the character that he had um, was phenomenal. It was a great lesson for me to be able to see how he can endure and how tough he can be and what it was like to, you know, to have his purpose and to be able to see that he can uh, still exist and still, you know, be uh, a, a guy who has to sacrifice for others. Yeah. I mean, and so my point to you is that you you can, you can find a lot of great lessons of people who are doing the dirty work in life. And, um, it, 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 it always exists and you always see it. And, and, um, um, those people, you, you need to, you know, look at them and find out why they're, why they do all the stuff that they do. Yeah. Like what their drive is. We're going to take a quick break from our show to discuss Patreon. Patreon is a secure site that allows creators to make albums, videos, and podcasts like the one you're listening to now. So if you enjoy Write It Down, please head over to our website, xvxiii.com or spell out 1513.com in your browser. Click on the Patreon banner at the top of the page and show your support. Write It Down is made possible by the 1513 Network, so please send over your love, your support for the other shows as well. If not, just stick with Write It Down because I'm the coolest, the realest, the illest. Anyways, back to the show. I also saw your um, football life on NFL Network that just came out um, this past week, and I, I saw that your daughter... Um, was the one that got to narrate it and also, you know, host. And um, what I think is so cool about that, and I, I want to talk to you about what it was like working alongside of your daughter. Um, because I, and this is like 
this is the way my mind works when I when I watch things like this is I see the way you know that you look at your daughter and it looks like you just have so much joy and pride in who she is and in all of your kids. Um, but what was that like? Was that special for you to be able to do your, um, you know, the highlight of a football life on NFL Network with your daughter? Yeah, no, it was a highlight, but it's, you know, look, you know, one of the great things is that um, you're, you're, you're in a situation where you, you're showing love, but you're, you're, you're doing your job. You want to do it to the best of your ability. Right. And so there, there are so many things that were, you know, that moved, moved her and moved me. And, 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 and the thing that I loved about it is, is that, during that during all of it how much we really enjoyed and have fun and 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 caring and loving each other and you know probably more there than than even when she was growing up that we had more moments of being able to reflect and talk and and spend time and love and and those things are things that maybe we didn't do as much as she was grow as as why you know when right. she was growing up and w- when she was going through what she was going through and my point is that i think you know like a lot of things you know i love when god gives you a chance to um have moments where you didn't think you were having them but he's giving you even more yeah. opportunities to uh, to reflect and to see and to appreciate and and um, that's the beauty of of mm. that of the whole exercise to me is that relationship trumped everything that happened in the whole in the whole um, art of, of talking about the, the game of football that I had my daughter, you know, playing a role in my life that uh, was very significant. Yeah, I mean, and. And I think you guys even mentioned it in, in the show was that everybody saw you, you know, as like Ronnie Lott, but they saw you as dad. So being able to be, you know, Ronnie Lott, the football player, but also dad, you know, also co-host, you know, and, and I think that's really, really unique. And, and to echo what you said about God is when you have a relationship with God, he's able to 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 give you things that, that satisfy your heart in ways that mankind can't, you know? And I, and I love that. I I love that, that you, um, that you mentioned that because I, I I can see that in that whole, I mean, because a lot goes into production. I mean, not to steal, steal the magic from the production, but there's a lot that goes into it. So. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think when you said mankind, um, how how lucky are you that you saw something about that? And the reason I think that you're lucky to sh- share that with me is that that's right. Only mankind mm-hmm. can be able to let you see things that maybe other people don't even get a chance to see. And, and maybe one dad or one daughter will reflect and say, you know what, that's what we should be. And that's how we should live. And that's what should be, you know our relationship and so you know but mankind you know provides you those type of moments and and so yeah it that that is and will be you know kind of the zenith of our relationship 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, I would also like to to mention uh, your wife. Um, she's stunning, by the way. Um, so when did you guys meet? Where, what, um, where, where were you at in life with football and all that? Where I was at the end of my career in life, and I was um, at a period in my life where we met each other, and not only did we meet each other, but it took us about a year before we even went out on our first date. And, um, and there were a lot of circumstances before, for a lot of reasons that made it, you know, challenging for us to go out on our first date. But, you know, the thing that, that I loved about the two of us is that despite all of it, you know, despite all of mankind, we still figured it out. (laughs) And, (laughs) and I think that that's, the, you know, the triumph of, of, of the relationship is that, you know, the, the two of us, we found ourselves, you know, seeing each other and spending more time and wanting to spend more time. And, 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 you know, in life, sometimes you don't know how it's going to play out. And, and, um, you know, I keep, you know, I keep as my, all my buddies tell me every, all my friends are like, I don't you how did you (laughs) work and and I and so they've always reminded me so and I always you know realize that they're right that um I I she is she's been you know an incredible she's an incredible um lovely person yeah And, and and what I mean by that is that um you know, some people are put here to just live the life of joy, and and she's she she tries to she tries to do that, and wow. I think that that's a that's a that's an amazing you know here's you know here here we're talking about you know how how we deal with difficult people and such, and she deals with difficult people the same as she deals with special people. She just deals mm-hmm. with people yeah. uh, in, in a, in a way where um, it's, it's admirable and um, unbelievable that, that, um, you know, that her roots and her, the way she was brought up, that it's just, it's been, it's been her and it's been just, authentic about how she lives yeah and that's a that's just a you know unique thing for her yeah she's she seems super special you um also you cut i mean cut off amputated your left pinky finger that you know near your wedding band and i think it was mentioned in the in the special that you guys did on the nfl network about that were you like act like really concerned about it or i mean because people no, you know, the thing that, the thing that it's, you know, I, I hate to be subtle mm-hmm. and I hate to be, you know, I don't want to, you know, um, I don't, I don't want to sit here and try to say that it's, it doesn't, you know, it, it, that it's not something that bothers me, but I, I also want to make sure that I pay my respects to all the people that have had. Right their, you know, their, 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 
there are moments of losing something. And, and my point is that um, I met a lady once that really said something to me about what she went through and losing her breasts. And, and, and mm-hmm. it just reflected on me that, uh, you know, he, it, it's losing what she had lost is so tough. Right. And, and she was just letting me know that, that, you know, in that loss, we, we all go through what we go through. And, and I think that that's the thing that I learned that, you know, the, you know, all, all the people in the, in the, in the armed, you know, armed forces that, right that suffer and go through what they go through. And so you, 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 you kind of try to do it the way that they do it. And, and that is, you know, they, they make the sacrifice they know they have and they move on and they don't really, right. They don't think about it. They just keep playing. They keep living their life. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I mean, I understand exactly what you're saying where you, you don't want to discount the fact that it's like, it's something that happened to you, but also you don't want to, you don't want to blow it up in the sense where there's, there's always somebody that has it worse type of thing, you know, it really, that is so true. It's, and, uh, it's, it's perspective. It's so evident. Yeah, it really is. And, it, and, and I think that that's a great word, the perspective of what we what we deal with and that perspective is um in its own right is a a really interesting thing how do you you know how do you stay not too high and how do you get not too low but be able to balance and balance it in a way where you're comfortable with um the things that you you know the things that are in your purpose you know in your in your in your purpose you know, hope, hopefully helps you appreciate what that balance feels like, uh, because you're, you're, you're really centered on your purpose and not the losses and wins of your life. Right. And so that's, you know, kind of part of the philosophy of what I try to, you know, you, live by. I try to live, live by. Yeah. I mean, and it's also any time that something happens to you physically, you know, whether it's a scar or, you know, you, you an amputation or a mastectomy or something happens to your face, you, you can tend to get really self-conscious and really embarrassed. But when anything happens to you emotionally or mentally or spiritually, you can, nobody has to know about it. So you can draw yourself away and just bury it. But when something happens to you physically, you, you kind of have to like own up to it. Yeah, I mean, there's no hiding well, it. Well, I think that yeah, I think that's one of the great things that we're talking about, and is really helping people understand all the things that when we do do what we do, that there are ways to figure it out. And um, the great thing that we have seen over the history of time is that our job is to hopefully figure it out and move forward and, and, and be productive and, and, and serve others and, and, and feel good about why you're serving others and, and know that, you know, that's that those fruits are the fruits that really make your life whole. Yeah. Why, why do you, I, I love what you said about serving others. Why do you serve others? What is it? Because we, you're born 
in this world not wanting to serve others. It's the pride of life. You, you, you want to serve yourself. But something changes along the way where you're like, okay, this is not about me. This is about other people. So why do you personally, what changed in your life to make you want to serve other people? Well, I, I, I personally believe that I'm almost the other way around. I think you, you're born to come to this earth to serve others because, yeah. you know, think of what you're, you know, when you are born, the first thing that happens is what your mother served you. Yeah. So, you know, and so she's giving a lot to you. She's giving you love. She's providing values. She's giving you nourishment. And my point is that, you know, right away, as you walk into breathing your first breath, there are nurses and people are all around you that you. are, you know, giving you, you know, life. And, and, and so I think how I think about that is that, you know, right away, you, right away, the gift of life is somebody's giving you that. And then, and then as we continue to move forward, that's the other purpose in life is how do you, you know, find ways to do that for others and how do you find ways to help others and how do you, and in sports, it's really evident that you have to do that to win, to get, to make it, to, to, and, and when you lose, you have to learn how to lose because you learn that it's not just one person, it's all of us that's a part of the loss and a part of the situation. And it's no one's, you know, it's not anyone's fault, but you know, it's, 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 it's a team. It's everybody's fault. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and even just, I mean, for you, I kind of want to, you know, talk a little bit about the fact uh, that you're a Hall of Famer. I mean, I, I know that you wear a lot of different hats in life and you've had a lot of great successes. But when you're up there giving a Hall of Fame speech, you're thanking everybody that was there along the way um, and, and, yeah, who, and, of course. and who shaped you. So who's like one person that comes to mind when you think back to you know, your great success that you look up to or are really poured into you? Oh, no, my my, my mom and dad. And mm. the reason I say that is that, again, when you think about what did I model, you model the things that they provide. And that is, you know, the way that they go to work, the way that they, you know, try to take care of the family, the way that they try to, you know, implement certain things that you got to, you know, make sure that you do as part of the family and, 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 and all of those things that are important, you try to create values around them. And, and hopefully those are things that, you know, which, you know, for me, they, they were things that helped me, you know, think about making, you know, hopefully good decisions and right decisions. And, and that's all you can, you know, you 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 look back on those kind of things in your life because they're important right did you did you do you view yourself i guess is a better way to phrase it do you view yourself as someone of versatility because when i when i hear about you know you left and right cornerback you played safety but then you I look, I can look at your personal life at a, you know, a snapshot from watching some highlights and stuff that, you know, your dad, a husband, a friend, a player. So like you, you, you're very versatile, but you put 100% effort into everything that you do. So do you view yourself as versatile or have you always been that way? Yeah. You know, what's funny. That's a, that's a really interesting 
statement. Um, I, yeah, because you're in the huddle with a lot of people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I think the, 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 the bigger question is, do I need to be in front? No, I don't need to be in front. I don't need to be Joe. And, yeah. and, and there are a lot of times in life where I'm not Joe and, and, and that's okay. I think that that's where, you know, it's funny in certain situations, you're not going to be the lead dog, but you will be the person who can compliment and try to play your role yeah. and to do it the best that you, the best that you can do it. And, 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 and so Center is not necessarily the best thing in the world, but I know centers that will tell you, man, I'd never want to make, you know, I don't want Joe to hurt his hands. I want to make sure I get I the ball up to his hands. Yeah. I want to protect him. And my point is, is that think about what he thinks about and he's not getting any glory. He's not, nobody's walking up, putting a mic in his face and, and my point is that he he touches the ball every play, right? And and so, you know, there there are values that you can look at and say, "Wow, what if I had to do that? Could could I do it? And could I, you know, could I be okay knowing that that's 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 that I'm I'm yeah I'm I'm doing my best. I'm being I'm being what I can to be my best and. And, and my point is that that's hard, you know, that's hard. Yeah. Not, it's really hard. And I always find it, you know, I have, it's, it's funny when people don't shake your hand, right. Or don't do certain things and you, you, you know, that's, that's, that's what you have to learn in life when people don't do certain things Yeah. and they don't. And that's, that's not, you know, that's kind of a, an interesting dilemma in life when people don't do certain things for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also, you know, not even coming to terms, but being thankful and appreciative for the role that you have to play in life or the role you have to play on a team. And yep. um, I like try to live by this, this phrase in my head of a seat at the table So when you're sitting at a table and everybody has a seat, that seat is yours, whatever, you know, and and you can use this as like a metaphor in life with what God gives you. You know, I I can look at my portion and what he has served me in my life and I can be thankful for it. I don't need to look to the person to my right or my left and wonder, well, what are they eating? Should I be having that? Why did they get more? Why did I get less? That's not, I get, I have a seat and it's, it's for me. And so I think that, with you um, even just saying that about like Joe and and your team is you all had a role to play. And without that role, you wouldn't have one football games. You can't have the same, you know, you can't have all of y'all playing center or, you know, everybody being a safety that, that wouldn't get the job done. And so, yep, you're absolutely right. You know? So when it comes back to that, you know, kind of full circle with purpose, you know, if everybody's obsessed with trying to do everybody else's role and why they're getting the glory and why they're not, and, and nobody's really fulfilling what God put in front of them, you know, we're not going to get to the, the common goal in life. So yep. I always find it is really interesting how many times I've been told by different people that, you know, the leaders on our team and who they are and, who, and, and I always found that it's really interesting to me because there are so many leaders 
Yeah. You know, people think that 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 they're 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 the quiet leaders. They're the people that nobody knows about. There are people that uh, everybody says, "Oh, that's he's the leader because he's the leader." And my point is that you know you you, you can be anointed as a leader, and sometimes you're not the you're not even the leader because it's, somebody else is, is 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 quietly behind the scenes getting certain things done. So you know, yeah, that's. That's that's a really, you know, really interesting thing when people, you know, see who or try to figure out who are the leaders yeah. on the team. And like and sizing up who, who the leader and sometimes the leader isn't the, the loudest person out there. Exactly. It, it sometimes so right. it's the person that puts their head down and gets to work and leads by example, um, which I mean, I could go on a whole tangent about how we all need to be better about that of just putting our head yeah. down and getting to work and instead of you know, spouting out what we're going to do. Um, well, I don't want to take too much of your time. I really appreciate you coming on, write it down, but, um, this show is called write it down because I think when you write things down, you remember, um, what's happened in your life, whether you journal or you reflect, but there's like a double entendre because if someone says, write this down, you're like, Oh, I should remember this. So what's something that you want the audience to take away from our talk today? What's your write it down? And you can even say, write this down with a little bit of attitude. Yeah. I would say write this down because every day you wake up, you are, literally trying to find ways to make sure that when people come to your funeral, if they do come to your funeral, that they respect you for the things that you stand for, that they respect you for how you lived your life, that they respected you for the things that maybe you thought were wrong and, and they thought were right. And, and my point is, is that when you write that down and you know that when you look back at your life, that your life is not going to be around, you know, fame. It's not going to be around money. It's going to be because somebody said, I respect you. Wow. And I respect you for the things. And I came to your funeral. Because I pay, respect you. Because I was able to see and witness how you lived your life. And so that's a, that to me is mm. a valuable write it down moment because I meet so many people who are looking for purpose and looking what that dash is going to be. What are they going to put on their tombstone? But my dash and what I believe is that it's already there. It's, it's, it, 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 it's existing as we live, as we speak, as we talk, as we do what we do. And, and so the tombstone will hopefully be the, the end, but between now and then, you know, you got to, it's a, it's a lot of work to still, to still do in life to make sure that you keep in finding ways to make sure you are earning and getting the respect of the things that you are trying to accomplish in life. And, and by the way, and by the way, by the way, what I've learned also is that there's always, always people who will, who will look at you in your face and will never respect you. Mm. And that's, and, 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 and for those, and for those 
you 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 got it to me for those you have to be humble and you have to continue to march on yeah and not get not get wrapped up in the few that don't respect you but be be thankful and and work hard for those that do i mean i love that because i'm challenged by that of who's gonna who's gonna be lining up at my funeral and what are they gonna say you know what i don't i don't know but you know what the great thing for you and me we don't know right no (laughs) but that's the thing it's a good challenge to live your life you know with that in in mind so write it down ronnie lott thank you so much for coming on my show and just bringing us so much wisdom and insight on your on your life and uh what you've been through and you're a heavy hitter on the football field, but you're, you're a very kind, kind soul. So I really appreciate you coming on, write it down today. Well, thank you very much for allowing me to come on the show, but more importantly, thank you for, you know, amplifying and letting people know that they do stand and that they have something to write down and that they do matter. Because I think that that's one of the great things that this country stands for is allowing people to understand that they can write it down and make it and make a difference. Wow. Thank you so much. That encourages me a lot, Ronnie. Keep getting it done. Thank you. Have a good rest of your evening. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Write It Down podcast. This podcast is a part of the 1513 Network. You can catch a variety of shows on their website, 1513.com. If you enjoy listening to Write It Down, please subscribe, share with your friends, and if there's any ink left in your pen, write a review. For more content, follow the fun on Instagram by following at W-I-D-P-O-D. That spells WIDPOD. Super cool. Stands for Write It Down Podcast, but it's abbreviated to WIDPOD. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later.